Oh, ladies. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Very, very good. Doing good. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How are you, beautiful? Very, very good. This, this, this is so awesome. (laughs) And um, actually, what I'm doing now is, Mo, I was looking for your bio, but for some reason, I can't find it. So you know what? We're going to do this the old-fashioned way, because normally, I like to introduce my guests, and I like to brag on them. But for some reason, your bio is not popping up. So That's all right. We're, but we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to make this official. Let me, let me get this right. We're going to make this official. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining. Uh, but let's make this official. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a conversation with, and I am your humble host, Floyd Marshall Jr. And I am joined by two absolutely phenomenal phenom women, Nicole Lovins and my girl, Miss Mo. Miss <laughs> Mo, how are you? I'm Ms. good. Mo Machete, how are you? <laughs> it's so welcome, funny. welcome, welcome. You are, you are the first person to say Machete. <laughs> Everybody says Machete, which is also wrong. <laughs> oh, so you know what? Then, then correct me on that. It's so machete. how do you actually... it's, it's Machete. It's like mush. And then Adi. Oh, <laughs> I it's Mashadi. Oh, oh, okay. Like Maserati, but Mashadi. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So how have you young ladies been? It's 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 so good to actually see you guys again, Nicole. It was just it was such a, a treat having you on the uh podcast uh, a little over a month ago, I'm thinking. Was it about a, about a month ago? Yeah, well more than a month now month- because that was January the time. Oh wow. January, I think. Wow. Yeah, we're in the March not no we're not. We're in April. April now. Get the f- <laughs> Ooh, wow. The That's first beautiful. quarter of the year is OBOXO. <laughs> wow. <laughs> second quarter. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'm I'm glad to have you back and Mo, it is it is so great to have you here because ladies and gentlemen, this show is going to be slightly different than the the, uh, the normal shows that we do because normally when I have amazing people on, they talk about the things that they're doing as far as acting and in that space or anything in the, in the, in the film industry. But some things happened over the last couple of months and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, you guys are aware of, um, the very highly publicized suicide of Miss Christ, which was, was absolutely horrible. And that got a couple of us to talking about mental health in the film industry, something that you really don't hear people talking about. They talk about study the craft, do this, do that, everything as opposed, except for the self-care portion. So I wanted to bring on some some people that are well-versed in the field of, of self-care, but I'm going to get quiet because I've, I've been talking too much. And I'm going to let these two young ladies tell you who they are and what they do in the film industry, but also what they do outside of the industry that ties into what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to let you young ladies take the mic. Go ahead, Nicole. Go ahead. 
Okay. So hello, everybody. I am Nicole LeVince. And so I consider myself a multi-hyphenate. So that means I span into different things of like acting, singing, songwriting, producing, content creation. Uh, I have a podcast as well. And so I like to let my artistry and my voice shine through in any way that God chooses to use me. And so that is my connection to the film industry. I've been in the industry professionally uh, 12 years now as a full-time working actress, singer, songwriter. And yeah. And then the other side of that, when it brings into the wellness piece is I have a company called the Goddess Bath Experience where I teach women a self-care practice called the Goddess Bath in order to heal childhood wounds and to manifest the desired lifestyle that they choose to have. So really anchoring in self-care that is rooted in mindset work. So that's just overall about me. If you want to know more, listen to the other episode because we go a bit deeper <laughs> into my into my background. We're gonna talk about some different things up in here today. <laughs> well, awesome. I'm Shadi. I am a author, screenwriter, producer, journalist, podcaster, aka baby of the family that didn't get enough attention. I, but my outside work, I am a cognitive behavioral therapist specializing in PTSD recovery, especially in women, and also emotional reactivity, which I think is really, really essential um, for us to talk about in a world where we are in have been more accessible as individuals than we ever have been before to strangers. So it's um, how we deal with particular events and how we can either blow them out of proportion or how we can breathe and adapt and pivot and how we can make more of our energy and not let others waste it. So my podcast is actually called Between the Bannisters, and it's about creatives and the movie that shaped them and how that movie has formed them into adulthood. So it's, it's pretty cool. So it's excellent to be here today. I'm very excited to talk about mental health, especially in the industry. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media, and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business, but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. Wow. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? I think I can just be quiet for the next hour and just let you two ladies just chop it up and, and talk about uh, talk about this. You know, it, it, it's so important because, again, we, we all have stories in this industry about things that that have happened to us, things that that uh, have occurred inside casting offices and all that. And again, I just wanted to bring you guys on because I just wanted to ask the question and, and anyone can can take this what are some of the things that we as actors or anyone in this space and more importantly actors of color because i think we face different challenges what are what are some of the things that we as actors of color can do in this industry to actually maintain our mental health Ooh, that's, that's such a, a big question. question. 
Unpack it. Take your time. Yeah. yeah, the first thing I would say, like one of my acting coaches would always tell us this, and Miss Miss Tommy Merrick, bringing her to mind, and she would always tell us is to thine own self be true, and I think that's where we have to start. Is like you must know yourself, anchor and root in who you are, because this industry has a knack for telling you who you are, and if you don't know who you are before you step into this thing, they will politely tell you <laughs> who you are and so then you can send yourself down a path of typically self-destruction and we see it all the time or you're you know surrounded by self-depression because you ha constantly are having these voices around you telling you something that you know and that you are not that you are feeling in your soul and your spirit that does not resonate and so now you're taking on roles that do not resonate you're ending up in these rooms and these places and these spaces with these people who don't really resonate with your soul because you are not honoring who you are and so I feel like that would be the first place I would start is really know yourself and so I know the second follow-up to that is going to be well how do I know myself right <laughs> but, well we can we can chop into that a little bit more because I would love for Mo to chime in on that question yeah I mean honestly as a creative and even outside the acting industry as a as a creative of color in this industry, it's very difficult to, when we talk about seats at the table, right? A lot of us are creating our own table, creating our own industries, creating our own material, web series, podcasts, short films, what have you, just to actually get a step out there. But I think one of the big things that we notice in this industry, whether you are a writer, producer, or an actor, is the feeling of inadequacy. And in this industry where you are compared and contrasted to every single person that is nominally in your industry or in the bucket that you fill currently, it's hard to not try to take on what their journey is just to get where they are. Because we see it a lot. And we naturally, as creatives, want, want our stuff made. We want our stuff made. We want people to realize who we are. We want to be individualized for our own craft and our own work. The caveat in that is, especially for creatives of color, we end up being a monolith, right? You know, all black creatives do this, all black actresses do this, all black actors do this. But what happens with that, especially when you're getting it from all sides, the stakes are constantly high, right? It's sink or swim. So I think one thing that's as a definitive starting point for when you're feeling like that, or especially in this industry, is to Nicole's excellent point as of to thine own self be true but understand what you bring that others don't. You have to be honest with yourself what your differentiators are and what they're not. You have to be willing to say, I can't do this. I will not fit this bill, but I can do this. And I take it from a writer's aspect as someone who does a lot of short form work, either in screenwriting. And I'm, like I said, I'm also an author. I do uh, short stories. I work in horror, I don't know if you can tell behind me, I work in horror, which is a very tough genre for people of color. But what you notice is that either going up for a part, going up for a role, trying to book something, or trying to fit into this prompt that is, you must be this, or this story must be this. You have to be understanding and okay with being like, that might not belong to me. And that's all right. But trying to chase another journey to feel like you should be here is a really self-limiting belief because if you cut yourself off at the pass you don't have a chance to see all the things you could have done while you were chasing that one thing that doesn't belong to you 
that's such a, a dope point you bring up, Mo, because I'm thinking about my own career when I first started and feeling like there are definitely these boxes that you get placed in when it comes to casting. And like, there's a certain level of that that will always happen because there's a, there's a breakdown for the role, right? Like yeah. that's always gonna happen when you're producing a film. So we understand that. But when it comes to black women in this industry, there are boxes. They're about maybe, there's a little bit more now, but when I feel like when I was first starting, um, even in high school, it was just like, there are maybe four boxes that black women fit in. And I never felt like I fit into any of those four boxes for the black women. And so I was constantly changing my hair, changing my look, because I was trying to chase this thing yeah. that was like the only way I could get in. And by the end, I all of a sudden looked up and I was like, where am I? <laughs> in all of this. I had lost myself. I lost my love for doing this. And I had to stop and really get clear on what was my why for coming into this? And who am I? Who am I going to stand for in this industry? What resonates with me? And it's interesting that you brought up like working in horror and how like there aren't many like spaces and places for us in that. And I literally just booked my first lead role. I finished filming it in October in a horror film. And I've been wanting to do that. Thank you. Congratulations. For forever. And it's a good role and she's smart. It's just really, it's awesome. Very, very excited mm -hmm. um, for that to come out. And it's like the things that I always wanted to play was like sci-fi, horror, dystopian, yeah. post-apocalyptic, mythical fantasy. That's what I wanted to be in. And you usually don't see us. Even when you see fantasy films, it's barely Americans, period. Definitely not right. Black Americans. Right. And so we are, like you said, having to create to open mm -hmm. up that space. Thank God for Jordan Peele, because he just busted, like, wide open for us in yeah. that space. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so it's just, you know, it's interesting about, like, what it looks like for us, because we are told from the back who we are and who we have to be to mm -hmm. be seen coming into this industry. Right. And I think that a lot of it, and it's so it's so cool that you, I'm, first of all, I'm very excited to see more women of color in horror roles. That makes me incredibly happy because that's literally who I wrote, write a lot of my material for is to see more of that because when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of that. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I had Nichelle Nichols and that was pretty much it. <laughs> it was for a very, very long time. But I think um, especially with that, having to make your own way or having to carve out your own path and you would address Jordan Peele who went from comedy and everybody's like, oh, this guy's comedic. He's not going to be good at horror. He's fantastic at horror and he's opened up a lot of doors, especially where he comes from a socio-political horror, which horror always has been, but it's been more palpable if it's space aliens, not black people. But on that note, you know, that also comes with a high level of stress of trying to create okay, if I can't get in here, then I'm going to make this. Are people going to like that, though? And then we start back and bouncing forth with the compare and contrast. And what that chronic stress level leads to is not only feelings of unworthiness, but also on high alert all the time. Mm -hmm. And also trying to make yourself be whatever is going to do the job. Like, as an actress, like Nicole, I'm sure you've probably heard the words, like, can you give us a little bit more urban? Mm. Can, you get... <laughs> can you give us a little bit more urban? Oh, can boy. You, can you um, speak a little louder? Can you go a little softer? Like, obviously, everybody wants something to fit the role, whether it's, like I said, through cross industries, creative, actor, director, filmmaker, what have you. 
but feeling like you're never enough in an industry where you see other people reaching echelons is really, really hard to be palpable for someone who wants to stay in the industry and wants to thrive in the industry. Hmm. So that's where you start seeing like chronic levels of stress and anxiety and depression. And it's hard to kind of get out of that when you want to be the person that's like, I'm so congratulatory and I'm so happy for you that you're thriving, but also where's mine? but I don't want to be the person that's like, where's mine? So how do you combat that scenario of being the person that is happy for everybody else, but understanding that your growth is incredibly slow in comparison. And I think <laughs> the industry, we see that across so many levels. Absolutely. I, and I love that point that you bring up around because it's hard for any actor, right? Not even just mm -hmm. actors of color when you're watching people around you mm -hmm. ascend and it's like, where is mine? And I've, I've struggled yeah. with that as well. And what has helped me because I do the mindset work is like constantly reprogramming and reframing the mm -hmm. narrative. And so for me, and this is a nugget for anyone who's listening in this industry, it's like when people are around you are ascending and they're booking and getting all the types of things that you desire, you need to recognize and understand that that too is in your orbit. That's your tribe. You know, your vibe attracts your tribe. That's a the people in your life are a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. So that mm -hmm. means it's available to you. It's there. It's waiting for you to raise to that level of vibration. It's waiting for you to realize you are already worthy enough. You are already deserving enough. <laughs> you, are, you, you are enough right now. And so that is the mindset work that we have to recognize. And Mo talked about that earlier. It's not, it's not about us feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Oh, I got to be like this person to make it happen. Like, no, nah, we want you to put your unique stank on it. Like that's when you look mm -hmm. like that is when those yes offers start yeah. to come in because that Absolutely. confidence is sexy. It's attractive when you are rooted in who you are and can't nobody really shake you off of that. Like that is really attractive. Like that's the star quality. Like mm -hmm. that's the celebrity quality. You know what I mean? And that has everything to do with you. And I'm not saying that we don't have factors and challenges that we will come up against and speed bump and roadblocks for sure. That's life. We're going to get that whether we inside of this industry or not. That's just par for the course. But what happens is when you are really doing the reprogramming and the reframe and you choose to suck whatever bit of like juice of positivity, juice of like up level that is even in the lowest of the shit of the shit. Excuse my language. I don't know. If you oh, no, this is here. this is an adult podcast. OK, because okay. I passively <laughs> you know, talk. I'm just, I'm holding it in, you can so. say that you word. Know, you <laughs> And you turn it into fertilizer, boo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You, you yeah. take them lemons and you turn it into lemonade, you know, for lack of a better phrase, that's overly used. But, like, it's there for a reason. We have to really anchor in these reframes. And if people around you are booking, that means it's available for you. That's your tribe. It's in your orbit. That is already there for you. They are there to be a direct reflection, to show you what you are already worthy of, what you are already deserving of. And so, yeah, it's going to feel some sort of way because it's it's human nature. But as soon as that part of it, don't let don't anchor in that. Anchor in like, man, I can't. It's, it's, it's going to be so nice when. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do when. Oh, man, I'm so excited for when my role comes up. 
You know what I mean? Like anger yeah. is the reality of that because clarity creates reality. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You get to speak that into existence. That is your work to do. It is yours to have. And I know it kind of can sound like these bigger concepts, but start with just the bite-sized pieces of knowing and trust mm -hmm. that if it is happening for people around you, it is already happening for you. 100%. And I think already. with the reactivity, like that is, it's, I'm so glad we're on podcast today, our podcast. <laughs> With, I, I'm an old lady that the Instagram live. So I, this is very interesting. I think it's a great marriage of what you said, like, and what I do is for emotional reactivity is, is, is reframing. You have to look at it from a different perspective. And there's two exercises that I ask people to do is firstly, when they meet and we talk about exactly what's wearing them down and exactly what they've been through and exactly what they want to achieve out of it and the mindset that they want to flip to it's, it would be easy to say, you just have to think like this. And then there's this. There's so much that goes into that. And it's consistency is the issue. Because you could be like, I'm having a great day. And this is going to be mine. And then tomorrow, just like go off with the suck and, and bitch about what everybody else has. That's really, really easy to do is to fall back into that. But there's one exercise that I always ask everybody to do. And it's the kind exercise. Can you be kind to yourself? When you start prattling off and you start getting into those doldrums and you everybody's got the friend that's like you tried to save them and you tried to give them advice and they just keep going back to the same thing and they keep complaining about the same stuff is it kind are you being knowledgeable about the situation that is your k it say, stay the facts are you being negative about the situation are you being intelligent about the situation are you just kind of going off at it are you being defensive like you have to think is it knowledgeable am i being intelligent about it is it negative Am I being defensive? So when you come at it like that, you start seeing what the facts are and what your feelings are. And we all know that facts are not feelings, even though they can really, really feel that way. Yes. <laughs> really, really feel that way. <laughs> Especially when you get rejected from something you really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find the facts in there. And it's hard to separate that. But with that exercise, and it's not an immediate, you know, 100% right out the gate, you have to be conscientious and consistent with it and be mindful of that and be really thorough in, are you being knowledgeable about the situation? Because I'll give you an example. You have two people, especially, I'll take women of color, for example, because that's the, the boat that I'm in, especially working in genre. You have two women of color working in genre, whether it be actress, writer, director, what have you. There's, in our head, there's only one role so there's two of us only they're only going to give the seat to one of us. That's the mindset that we go into it with, right? Might not be the fact, but it's the mindset we go into it with. And this could be auditions, what have you. If we're going into it and we do not receive it, it is not the last chance we're ever going to have. That's up to you if it is. But when you start reframing it and you go back and you finally swallow the rejection, and you start talking to people about it. No, I'm okay. I'm fine. No, it's okay. I'm just really kind of sad about it. And then you start being like, but you know what? Like, she's not even X, Y, and Z. And I've done, that's when you start finding yourself kind of going over and over and over. And that's when you have to check yourself and be like, am I being knowledgeable about this? Or am I inserting things that I believe led to that person getting what I wanted? Are you being knowledgeable? Are you being intelligent about it? Are you using your own smarts and dumbing yourself down and being ignorant and simple? 
are you being negative about it where nothing's ever going to happen for me? I'm worthless. I'm no good at this. And then at the end of the day, when you think about it is, and you can substitute this D for, are you being dumb? Like, <laughs> and that's just the kindest way to say it. Like, are you just being, if you want someone to talk to you about it and you have to ask yourself, especially when as mental health professionals, and even those of us that are both mental health and wellness professionals, there's two different things. There's emotional reactivity and there's vibrational reactivity. They're not the same. We're, we have to be very conscious of the fact that they're entirely separate. Can they influence each other? Yes. But when you reach out to someone and you want to talk, you have to tell people, I want to be heard or I want advice. Because when you go out and you don't want advice, you need to let people know. Right. You need to let people know. Because people will always say, well, I would just X, Y, and Z. But they are not you. They are inserting themselves into the situation without your baggage, without your problems, without your worldview. And now it's easy. So if you eliminate everything that you are, that solves the problem that's where we get into the inadequacy bullshit, right? It's just kind of the back and forth. So again, just to circle back, like when you have that exercise, when you start spiraling, which we all do, because we're creatives, right? We all try to figure out why we didn't get it. We try to have this big deduction exercise as to why it didn't happen for me. Sometimes mm -hmm. it just didn't happen and that's got to be okay. But when you go through and you, even when you're talking to yourself and you're you're ruminating, am I being knowledgeable? Am I being intelligent? Am I being negative? Am I being defensive or dumb? But especially are you being defensive is huge. Defensive is huge. And that is when you take that argument to someone else. Let them know that you want advice or don't or let them know. I just need you to be a sounding board. And that's it that hmm. will definitely keep your mental health in a little bit more check. Okay. Hold on for a second. I have a question. <laughs> I know. I got some nuggets. I got a Well, you know what, Nicole? I'm going to let you drop them nuggets because this question can wait. Go ahead, please. Drop the nugget. Yes. So, oh my gosh. So many things I wanted to like comment on and piggyback on. I love that exercise that you have. It's it's so brilliant. I do something similar with the women in my program. I always will ask like what is your why behind mm -hmm. something, right? Like, and keep asking the question why. Like, okay, you're upset, so why are you upset? Okay, cool, now you've got the answer. Why, 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 until you get to the root. And you'll know when you get to the root, you'll feel it, it's gonna feel like a weight mm -hmm. is lifting. You might even cry, you might even laugh. There might be an old memory that came up because really you've been triggered, that's what's happening. And so you yep. wanna get to the roots of that trigger. It's never the thing that is happening in the moment, you are yeah. triggered by something that probably happened to you from the ages of zero to seven. And mm -hmm. now it's like on loop and repeat. That's what you're mm -hmm. really upset about. So have awareness around that. And doing these exercises can help you drop into the awareness of like the why. Why am I feeling this way? And even just asking yourself why, why until you get to the root of it. And another exercise I like to do is like, I like to attach the feeling sometime to a physical presence. Like I'm a certified theta healer. And this is one of the things we do in theta healing sessions. It's like, where do you feel it in your body, right? Is it your stomach? 
Is it your head? What shape does it have? Does it have a color? What does it feel like? Like anchoring and giving it a physical presence and then literally talking to it. Because the reality is when you are feeling these like kind of like negative or uneasy emotions, it is there to teach and tell you something. Mm -hmm. And so I like to give it the floor. It's like, all right, have the stage. What you trying to tell me? What I need to learn here? No, right now. Like, what is it that you have to say? Let me hear you. Allow the spiral to happen because there is a lesson here. So let it speak to you and speak to it. Like, what are you, like, give it a physical presence. Talk to it. Speak to it. Anchor in the why of why it's happening. And then something else you said around, like, we hear so much rejection. So many no's in this industry to get to that one yes. And sometimes it is those things that you just really, really want. And you cannot understand for the life of you. It just felt so close that you knew it. You just felt so connected to it. And for whatever reason, it was a no. And one of the things that I've learned just being in this industry for so long and having to hear so many no's <laughs> to get to my yes. yeses, is just like no to me has become a form of protection. It is never rejection. Mm-hmm. Never, 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 never. Because I exist in an infinite realm of yes. And I am here to get to my yeses. The things that are for me will never miss me. Period. Never. Dot, Frank, with a T. Mm-hmm. Period. It will never <laughs> miss you. Full stop. And so, it just won't. It just won't. And so you have to recognize this reason and the season, y'all. And sometimes we be asking for stuff we ain't ready for. God, universe, source, whatever, whoever you choose to anchor your 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 truth in knows you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And Better than you know yourself. <laughs> listen. And we be asking for these opportunities that we, quite frankly, are not ready to meet and no. rise to. And so just know that sometimes no is protection. You're not being rejected. You're not being held from. You're not being mistreated. You know, there's the fates and the gods are not out here to get you, <laughs> like mm-hmm. keep you down. That's the, the laws of the universe just don't work that way. It is here to serve us. We are here to live abundant lives. It just doesn't work that way. It's just not the laws of the universe. You are being protected. Anchor in your truth, anchor in your wise. What is for you will never miss you. It will never, ever, ever miss you, I promise. And sometimes we can understand those no's. Just give it a little time. When you look back, you'll be like, oh, had I gotten that, yes, good Lord, I would have probably blew that all, all up in my face. <laughs> like, I was not ready. I was not prepared. Or this, or my, my, you know, something happened two days later that would have completely threw this off kilter. And so you have to trust this process and if you stay in this game your time will come i promise you we see it happen all the time and we see the people who are ready for it versus the people who were not because most of them ain't here to continue to tell the story they just not here with us no more literally yeah so your time will come trust this process Mm -hmm. keep working on you stay ready so you don't have to get ready focus on what you need to focus on yeah and you know what's interesting it's, it's funny that you should say that. I was listening to a podcast this morning, a podcast was three minutes long. And the gentleman said something in a podcast. He said, sometimes things will not happen for you simply because God is protecting you from someone or he's protecting that someone from you. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Sometimes you're the one <laughs> being protected and sometimes the other person is being protected from you. 
because as you just said, Nicole, you could ask for a situation that you're not ready for and the other people were ready and it is their time, but you not being ready and being inserted into that situation could shoot it to shit. And you've just blown their opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I look back on, you know, sometimes in some places in my life where I was like, oh, I should have, should have, should have. But then when I reevaluate it, when I became more mature, I said to myself, absolutely not. I was in, I was in no way, shape or form. Was I ready for that? And I, I, I look at everything that's going on right now. If everything that's happening, and we talked about this, Nicole, if everything that had ha- that is happening for me now had happened 10 to 15 years ago, it, it, it would have been shot. It would have just, yeah. it would have been a hot ass mess because my maturity level was not there. But I have this, I have to ask this question. And, and this is great. This is why I have not been talking because you guys have just been, been, been dropping gems. But I have this one question. Someone just comes in the industry. How or what, what are some ways that new actors, actresses, cinematographers, whatever, can keep their why from becoming the other people's what? If you understand what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. your why can get, bur- get buried under their what. So how, how do you. What are, what are the, some, some of the ways that, and you guys have, have talked about some of it, but what is one, th- I'll just say, what is one thing that someone could do to keep themselves anchored in their why when so much is being thrown at them? I'll just, I'll just say that. Yeah, one thing. I got something for that. Um, I learned this phrase from, I don't know, one of these mini healers that are out here. And it's and I still use it always when I'm kind of feeling off kilter about things in the industry. And it's like, you know, go to where the love is and away from where it's not. And that would be my easiest answer to staying in the why. Like, where is your joy in this? The moment it doesn't feel good to you. And I don't mean that. I don't mean the moment of like it's stretching you to rise to the next level that you've been calling, because that's a different type of thing right when you're being stretched versus like when you are being placed out of pockets and out of character you know distinctly the difference i don't have to go into it energetically we all know what that feels like the joy is what you the minute this isn't fun for you anymore and it doesn't feel good and i see that on set all the time with production with people who work in production, even with people in front of the camera, they're complaining on set and fussing. And it's just like, you know how many people would kill for this opportunity? Why are you still here? You taking up space for somebody who wants to be here, who finds joy in this. Don't be out here doing stuff that don't bring you joy. Crazy. I feel like so many people in this industry, they're after the money, they're after the fame, they're after the power. So many reasons that have nothing to do with really what you're after. You can find fame and, and fortune in a lot of different ways. It don't have to be this. Don't be doing this if it doesn't bring you joy because this is a wrong road. Mm-hmm. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not forgiving. Ain't nobody out here to coddle you and your feelings about what you got going on. Mm-hmm. You better do that over there with somebody else, with your therapist and every, all these other like, healers who are out here to hold space for you because when you get on set, ain't nobody got time for that. No one is here for that. 
you have to do a job. And yeah, we see all the like glamorous parts, but ain't nobody talking about when you tired on set because you've been there 16 hours a day and it's four o'clock in the morning and this shot ain't working and this thing done broke down and you got to sit here another two hours just for them to fix the light for you to do one freaking line. We ain't talking about that. Right? right. <laughs> like, no. We ain't talking about that. Mm -hmm. When they don't have the right thing on set for you to eat, well, it's just a lot of different moving parts and factors. And so mm -hmm. you need to love what you are doing. You must love it. Follow your joy. Follow your bliss. And not just in this industry, but, but every aspect of your life. When there is no longer joy, that is a surefire fact for you to be like, I'm out. We're done here. Yep. There's no, this no longer serves me. Yep. I got to go. And the thing that I always ask people is three things, especially when you're new to the industry as someone who came in as a writer and spent a lot, <laughs> a lot of money and a lot of time getting people to read my scripts and doing this, not understanding that there was a whole community out there that would not only support me and I could support them and would do it for free, but also you start to realize what is good for you and what's not. And to Nicole's point, celebration not toleration right you want to go where you are celebrated and not where you are tolerated but there's three things that i want newcomers to understand and regardless of where you sit in the industry it's illusion allowance and ally and illusion is can you stop for a second yes ladies and gentlemen if you do not have a notebook and a pen and a pad please go get one and start no. writing this stuff down please take some notes please continue mo yeah. so it's illusion allowance and ally. So the illusion is what do you think you should have right now? And I, especially those of us that are in either their second career or we started late or we just pivoted to something else. We're all, especially social media does not help tell us where we should be having that by now. We should be here by now. We should be doing that by now. What is the illusion of where you think you should be now in within that illusion? What are you allowing people to say, do, and think of you? Wow. That's huge. Yeah. That is because huge. You're going to start to realize who's in your corner, who's not, who's going to be in front row, who's going to call from the way back. You start to realize a lot about, and when, and you're going to be really, really reluctant to group certain people in certain areas. Well, they're so nice and they do. Yes. But is this person a cheerleader for everybody around you and not you? Or do they help cheer you on just as much as you help cheer them on? Because there's a lot of what I call looky loose that like to see what you're doing and are too busy sucking a lemon. But they'll cheer the, the neighbor because the neighbor might help them out later. So it's all about that stepladder. So illusion, where you think that you should be right now, allowance, who are you allowing to say whatever they want, do whatever they want, think whatever they want of you? Now, ally is a huge one. Because ally has to do with yourself and others. How are you not being your biggest ally? What are you doing to either self-sabotage, talk yourself out of, or talk yourself into, to Floyd's point, somebody else's what? And those are really, really hard things to sit there and think about. Because that's what's going to lead you, da, at the end of it, to what your why is. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What do you want? Oh, I just want people to make my shit. Okay. Yeah, sweet. Me too. But why? Like, we're all there. Like, but why? 
And that is why, you know, we get stuck in those roles, especially as creatives. Why you? Why now? Why this story? How are you the person to tell it? Why are you the person to be the, the actor here? Okay, that's where your why comes in. So you have to be able to have difficult conversations with yourself, like illusion. Where do you feel like you need to be right now? And why are you hyping yourself up in that direction where you got to do the work first? You know, allowance how you're allowing some habitual line steppers and you know you are just because they want to be adjacent to what you're doing. And I want you to, especially with ally and it kind of goes hand in hand, you will become very highly aware of who wants to be adjacent to you and who wants to be an ally. Because even if you are not where you want to be, you are still where somebody dreams of being. And some people will support you in, in getting there. And some people will leapfrog right over you to get what they want. And I give this scenario because it makes me laugh. And it is just because it was a Whitney Houston meme. And RIP Whitney, I love her to death. But there's, <laughs> there's this meme about Whitney Houston where she looks really angry. And it, it just says, when you see somebody get their food before, <laughs> after you ordered, right? <laughs> That's how we need to think about it. We've all been in a restaurant. We've ordered food. And then a group of 20 comes in afterwards, and they get their appetizers, and we're still sitting here waiting for drinks. To Nicole's point, that might not be for you. And that person might be accepting that opportunity before they're ready. Let them screw it up. Let them screw it up. <laughs> and and, and yes. you know what? I had a, oops, I you know what? Really quickly, because you just said something, and I just got to jump in. Yes. When they get theirs before you, it depends on when, what they ordered. And what I mean by that is what you ordered may be a little more intricate. It's going to take a little more time. Mm -hmm. Whereas they may have just ordered a basket of nachos. So you can't look at what they're getting first and compare it to what you're waiting on because what you're waiting on may take a little more time and more ingredients to put together as opposed to just up and in the bag of nachos and throwing a little, you know, sauce out there with it and just saying, there you go. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at all of that. Oh, they got their food first. Why did they get theirs first? It may be a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, the, the prep, I'm going in with this and I'm gonna let y'all start talking again. the preparation. <laughs> The preparation yeah. may be different. Woo! Boom! Shaka! I'm like, tag me in, coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, mouthful from both of y'all. And like the, going back to that restaurant analogy is so huge. It's so huge. Exactly. You don't know what they ordered. What are you ordering? Stay out of somebody else's plate. <laughs> stay off their table. Stay out their pocketbook. Because one thing I know I had to realize was, like, I would have friends around me, too. Like, always, like, booking all the things. But I had to realize, you know what? Their only focus is acting. I'm an empire builder over here. I am building. I want to be the next Disney. My road is going to look very different from somebody who just wants to be the next Oscar winner. It's very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it takes, it, there's more intricate parts. There's more parts moving, right? And so it's like, what are you ordering? Because, and, and back to that point too, when we ask for things, y'all, we are putting an order in to the universe. 
we are putting mm -hmm. an order in it so everything that comes back to that is to give you what you have asked for and it doesn't always look like how we think it's going to look it doesn't always come in the packaging we think right and there's a road there it's like being in the car going on a on a road trip that's how i look at our journeys right there's part there's point a where you're starting from and then there's the the destination right and so here's the deal do you know how to get there <laughs> who's coming with you did you pack snacks did you did your tire did you have a flat tire on the way how many roadblocks did you have a gps did you have to stop and get a gps you know what i mean like there's a lot of different factors somebody might be on their way you might be going from california to new york but the person before you might be going to arizona well yeah of course they're going to get there before you arizona's right there you're trying to get to new york <laughs> it's going to take you a little bit longer you're going to go through some different things because you're going in another direction stay in your lane stay in your lane what somebody else got going on got nothing to do with you everybody's journey is so unique to them Mm -hmm. It's and everybody's starting points are also different. It's different. You don't know where they're starting from. You also don't know what they did or have to do to be where they are. That yeah. ain't none of your business. You know what I mean? You starting from where you're starting from. You don't know. Like everybody's mile markers are very different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's journey is so unique to them. It's so different. And you ask for this experience coming into it. Take the tools that you have. You're the only one who are going to know how to work and twerk that. Trust me, you are the only one that's going to know how to make you look good in your unique way. Can't nobody else do it. When we look at these other actors out here booking these roles, and we love to see them transcend in these different spaces, they, they got it because they're putting their unique energy on it. Had another uh, incredible actor done it, it would be different and we would love it. But you got to stay in your lane. Like everybody gravitates towards what they gravitate towards, right? Like again, mm -hmm. anchoring in your why. Not every role is going to be for you. Not every opportunity is going to be for you. And thank God of that. Yeah. And thank <laughs> your God mileage, Yeah. Your mileage may vary. And that's something that we need to, to really consider is that everybody's mile markers are different. Everybody's standard of measurement is different. And I, I hate to keep going back to social media, but I really feel like social media has, has been a huge help for connection in community huge help especially around creatives of color it's been a very huge help because sometimes you feel out there being like shit and you find somebody you're like oh god me too thank god there's people out here but because of social media we have the ability to have our failures and our mistakes no longer be really private right so when you look at what somebody else is doing and you see where they are i want you to think of your favorite movie and i want you to imagine an actor that's maybe a little bit lateral to them in that role and imagine if you still would have liked it because that is the same scenario oh i can't imagine anybody else doing that you have to kind of think of yourself as the main character right like, I can't imagine anybody writing that story the way I wrote it. I can't imagine somebody's directorial perspective on this film the way I did it. I can't imagine somebody reading this role the way I wrote it or the way I read it. And it's so hard to do that and sit there and be like, yeah, sure. Like, I could break down my life and I could see that, you know, I need to get rid of these people and I need to concentrate on my own paper and I need to do this. But what if I'm still feeling inadequate? we're going to we're in a compare and contrast industry and how do we put up that fence 
before we jump over it, so to speak, and we can't come back. Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. something to add to that as well like when you get into that spiral one thing that's really cool to do is like another coach that I've worked with before Lacey Phillips she talks about having expanders Mm -hmm. and I think Abraham Hicks talks about this as well and so when you're looking for expanders you can obviously use other actors and actresses that you love and know right go back and look up their journey and you want to find somebody who's close in like your similar background, social economic, like kind of like similar, right? And go look at their journey. Go look at their history of like how they get there. Go to IMDb and look at their first credit and follow it up the chain. You know what I mean? Like everybody mm-hmm. has a journey. We always see the finished products. We don't look at the journey there. Like I talk, I, I would tell my, my students all the time, I talk about um, Einstein always. And it's like, you know, the creation of like the light bulb. You know how many times <laughs> this man failed over a hundred times and had he stopped at like 99, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be on social media right now. The electricity is responsible for that. You know what I mean? Like our journeys are so interconnected. So go back and look at the start of somebody's journey, right? Like get expanded. Your time will come. Get expanded on someone's journey really take in like, oh man, they started from here, there and everywhere. Like I was just listening to Billy Porter's story. Billy Porter was just on Google and he's got a book that's out. His story I is like so the thing wow. that he had to overcome to get to where he is right mm-hmm. now. And he's still in therapy. plus years. And he's still in therapy. Yep. Listen, so <laughs> this, is, this is real y'all. And this, and this is yeah. what I like to tell the women in my community. This is life's work. This is life's work. This is not something, this mindset thing is not something you're going to be one and done on. Correct. Nah. Yeah. This it's is not a weekend trip. Work. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is the maintenance. This is the yeah. consistency that Mo talked about at the top of this podcast. We got to be consistent with our self-care of the mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I do, and I'm sorry to keep talking about exercises. And no, about please, my exercises. please. I mean, we, these actors need to hear this. <laughs> A lot of my exercises relate a lot to screenwriting because that that is my field. But I always say, when you start telling yourself a story about yourself, I want you to do two things. It's called 30,000 feet to hyper focus or extreme close up, whatever way you want to look at it. 30,000 feet is going to be your personal log line. If you don't know what a log line is, it's basically the description of a movie, TV show, what have you. So your log line is always going to be your what, why, and where. And who, like, who are you? What are you trying to get to? And why are you trying to get there? That is your 30,000 feet, because that's going to be an individualistic description of what your journey is and how you plan on getting there. Not, 
I want to get there because I saw Nicole do it. And now I feel like I should do that. It's, this is what my journey is. So that is your 30,000 feet. And I want you to keep adding to that log line and you're going to end up with your hyper-focus or your extreme close-up. And that is your synopsis. Synopsis is notarily much longer than your log line because there's more to the journey there. There's a beginning, middle, and an end. It shows the world that you're in, who you surround yourself with, what's going on in that world, how you plan on getting it, how you plan on succeeding, what's going to make you fail. And at the end of the day, did you get what you needed to get? And you need to be really realistic with that because this is what I want. I want to be, I mean, I'll take myself, for example, like I said, I'm a multi-hyphenate. I just can't stop taking on shit. And that's just kind of how I am. But I want to be an author that creates IP for somebody to eventually pay me to make my shit. That's what I want to do. And with that, that's my log line. If I go into 30,000 feet, that's where I start. If I want to take it down to extreme close-up, I have to say, as Momashadi, I'm an author and a screenwriter who writes mostly genre work for women plus 40, women of color, BIPOC, in genre, in science and fantasy, because there is lack of representation in those two genre buckets. And if we can get more representation, having people of color in those genres will one day become mundane because I was able to help us get there. Like that is my personal synopsis. So there has to be the reasons why you're doing what you're doing in your extreme close-up because that's going to help you develop how you get there. Okay, I want to be an author and a screenwriter and that's how I'm going to do it. Okay, and why? Oh, because I want more representation in my art. Okay, so let's talk about what kind of characters you're going to produce. Okay, great. These characters are going to be in these two genres. Okay, so let's talk about what a scientific world or a horror world looks like to people of color. How are people of color going to handle these two worlds? It's literally going to family tree its way out. And you're going to get to your specific why at the end of that exercise. And to Nicole's point at the top of the hour was working from your why. If you don't have a why, people do not buy what you do. They buy why you do it. End of story. That's car sales. <laughs> That's furniture that is just as a person they buy into why you're doing what you're doing that's why they ask you the questions of why you why now because they want to know what you are what you as a product are going to bring to the situation so if you can't identify that try that exercise this is what you want this is how you're going to get it and this is why you want it so that's just something that I always try to talk to my clients about when you get lost in the weeds of being like, I just want this and I want it to happen for me. Okay, well, why do you want it to happen for you? I don't know. It's just really what I want to do out of life. Okay, well, how are you going to influence that piece individually? And then you have to do that work. And to Nicole's point, it's not a weekend trip. It's not a club med. It's not a team building exercise. This is literally a lifestyle change for your mental health. And if it's worth it to you to sustain that, which is really difficult in an industry that is consistently rejecting, consistently judgmental, consistently, you know, wondering if your acumen is where it should be because theirs is and aren't you all alike. It's very difficult to maintain the consistency. But if you want to be able to react to things more wisely, you have to know what your why is. Yes, Mo, I love that. And like, to your point, like I, 
we call it like goddess commandments in mm -hmm. my community. And so essentially what that looks like is like core values that a company would have, right? So we think about core values, like companies have core values, like their, their mission statements, what they stand for, right? And they build their business around the company's core values, right? So we as people need to have our own like core values, authentic code. I call them goddess commandments in our community and I like to have four. And so, you know, these are the four things that govern your choices. And if it's anything that doesn't fall in these four, it's a no. Because if it's not a fuck yes, it's a hell no. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know I mean? I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> that will be available on a conversation with FloydMarshallJr.com yes. next week. <laughs> Listen, that is my so, personal motto. Listen, and when you're confused about it, because sometimes we are on the fence about things. Yeah. When you are confused about anything and you're indecisive and you just really don't know, go look at your four. I do mine every six months to a year because they're going to change. As you mm -hmm. up level and as you heal and you call in and get the things of your heart's desire, those will shift and change. So that's like you, it's like my friend likes to call it, it's like a, a, a constitution because you can change that, right? Mm -hmm. And so you want your four, like your pillars, your authentic code, your core values, because you always can go back to that and be like, am I living my life by my commandments, by my values, right? And anything that's not, you can quickly eliminate that from the equation. You don't even give it no energy. We are here to live life with intention and on purpose. You don't have the time, boo-boo. We on borrowed time every time we wake up. You don't have the time. You yep. came here to, to fulfill a mission and a purpose that is directly attached to everybody else's on this planet. If you miss it, we all miss it. Yep. Point blank, period. Back to Einstein. Had he not decided to keep going, we would have missed out on a whole lot. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. And so what you have to do and give to this world is that important. Anchoring your wise anchor in your values and when it's not aligned let it go immediately because that other thing is taking up space it's taking up space for the things people and opportunities you actually want in your life so that means all that pain and trauma that old story and pattern and history you keep holding on to because you feel like you know you need to have your pity party and somebody's gonna have poor me syndrome with you eh, no nah. You're not doing yourself any favors by holding on to that. It's not serving you. Mm -hmm. Release that. Because I promise you, the thing that you are asking for, that you pleading and hoping and wishing and praying that God will bestow upon your life right now, it's staring you in the face waiting for you to wake up. Yep. And before you scrutinize, I always say if you're going to scrutinize, you need to energize. So if you are going to cut yourself down, you need to say something positive afterwards. And that's where the kind comes in, right? It's just, are you knowledgeable? <laughs> is it intelligent? Is it negative? Is it defensive? So if you're going to scrutinize, which we always do, I mean, that's, that's for us. We always want to be the best at what we want to do. And we don't feel like we're going to get that until we're our best self. We can't always be our best self. And a lot of the times, a lot of us are running on an empty tank. <laughs> sure are. Some of us have kids, a full-time job, a spouse, a house. X, Y, and Z, sometimes even if we don't, and it's just so lamenting us, we still have a lot of things to carry. And if you are going to be unkind to yourself, you have to, number one, figure out the reasons why. And then two, you have to be able to energize yourself. You have to at least give yourself one accolade, whether it's like, you know what? I put on deodorant today. Bless you. <laughs> and if that's what it is, then that's what it is. 
but we have to be able in order for our mental health to work we have it's a work in progress and you have to be willing to work that progress every single day and does it get absolutely hard absolutely is there times where you want to give up give in and give out 100% but it's all about what is worth it to you and who you can talk to who you can ask who's going to be your sounding board who's going to give you advice only it's surrounding yourself in that environment where you feel safe and if safety is if you are the only safety that you have you need to take care of it you need to be willing to be the blessed peace in your life if you are all you have you need to be able to take care of it if you cannot talk to yourself the way you would talk to a 5 year old you <laughs> it's it's tough it really is would you say that to 5 year old nicole would you say that to 5 year old floyd when they didn't know any better or they were just trying their best no you wouldn't so it's think about in that in practicality if you're going to scrutinize you need to be able to energize wow and I, I love that so much because when we are in those moments of scrutinizing, it is our inner child that's on the surface mm -hmm. <laughs> in that moment. That is who needs to be nurtured and loved. And so, like, that's a huge nugget to be like, would you say that to your five-year-old self? Because mm -hmm. actually, that is who's showing up right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, your five-year-old self is here and is hurting, you know, and you as the adult can give yourself what you didn't receive in that moment that triggered you at that age, because that's why it's showing up right now. Yep. So you can give yourself that love and attention in those words, even hug yourself if you need whatever that thing is that you did not receive in that first, the first time it happened because it stuck, because now it's created shadow. Shadow mm -hmm. <laughs> work is shadow. hard. Listen. <laughs> That is where the transformation comes. Yes. Like that's my that's my jam doing shadow work with clients. Like mm -hmm. especially in my Scorpion nature, we like to go into the darkness. Ooh. I always tell people, go in there, sit in your darkness, yo. Yep. Not always. We don't always need to be there now. But when you are really going through those moments where you are transforming, and I love the butterfly analogy as well. It's like the butterfly creates this cocoon that they go in, right? In the darkness, in this tight cocoon, because it is transforming. And sometimes when we are transforming those dark nights of the soul moments that will happen. That is when you go into that shadow, you go into that darkness because you know what? You're the light. All you have to do is recognize that you are the light. Turn yourself on mm -hmm. and come out. <laughs> Turn yourself on and come on out. Wow. So this, this has been absolutely amazing. So something that I always recommend to actors is to do or read and listen to things that have absolutely nothing to do with this business because it makes you a more well-rounded person. So as veterans in this business, if you were talking to someone just starting out, and you you were noticing some some negative patterns beginning to emerge and and this is a very general question what what would be some of the things that you would recommend them to either do re begin implementing in their life 
to, to, to steer them back on course. Because oftentimes that's where the, the, the shit hits the fan is because they're allowing so many other people to influence them as opposed to being rooted in their why. So what would you say to a young actor that's veering off course and, you know, they, they need guidance to get back on track? What would be some of the things that you would, you know, as far as uh, other techniques, programs or anything to get them back on course and to get them rooted? Let yourself be bored. <laughs> that's interesting. Let yourself be bored. Because when you think about it, and a lot of us, that didn't grow up in a digital age. Imagination is a really big thing. And imagination is to Nicole's very good point. That is the shadow side and it has the light side. But if you were in a creative space where you're constantly bombarded with everyone else's ideas, you don't have the space to create your own. So unplug, either go outside, listen to a white noise machine and let yourself be bored because there's, it's almost like a reset button. It really is. That's one of the, one of the big things that I, I start with a lot of my folks that, that ruminate, whether they come in ruminating. I love that so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to practice that one. I'm going to have to practice that my damn self. Damn. Oh. <laughs> so I got, I got a couple of things. I got a couple of things. First place I would start is self-discovery work self-discovery work and what i mean by that is start discovering parts of yourself that you may not be familiar with and there are three that i like to use and i always go back to them and one of them i'm sure you'll be familiar with which is astrology mm -hmm. and i know there's a lot around some people like oh astrology da, 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 but it's actually one of the oldest sciences known to man mm -hmm. is astrology <laughs> so i know i'm talking about when i when i'm talking about this I mean, it's been around from the beginning and so just knowing like your sun moon and rising sign and this is like self-discovery work right because this is a lot to do with like nothing that you have to do to be this this was who you were as you were born according to like where the planets were when you were born right it's science this is the science of you it is a scientific map of who you are who you be right and what it does, it will show you evidence to support who you are and things that you already know about yourself. And so I would encourage you to deep dive into self-discovery work. One of those modalities would be astrology. The main three I would always start you off with is your sun, moon, and rising sign. And research what it means for you to be in your sun, in your moon, and in your rising. And those three things mean different things. I won't get into it because that's a whole other deep conversation. We might have to do a whole another podcast on that. We that's will. I've been, a I've been a 30 year <laughs> card reader, life. so I'm with you. <laughs> so, so that's one of the self-discovery options I would tell you to do is look at your natal chart and you can get that free online. And with your natal chart, you will need your, your birth date, the time you were born, place, it's like city and country, right? And if you don't have the time you were born, that's fine. It'll just be off by a few degrees. And you want to look at your sun, moon, and rising sign. So that's all I'll say for astrology. But not everybody resonates with astrology. So I always, or they're super deep dives into astrology and they want something else to sink their teeth into for self-discovery work. My second favorite is human design. Also, we'll use your natal chart. Another modality that is the study of you, science behind it. So that one is anchored in astrology, the I Ching, design types, 
and profile types. So there are six profiles, if you're familiar with the profile types. So it uses all four of those to give you your human design. And so what that will help you do is anchor in again, who you, how you see yourself in the world and how people see you in the world based on when and where you were born. And this is nothing you have to do. This was just where the planets were aligned when you were born, mm. right? So you want to find the things that resonate with you. So you want to know your design type, your strategy, and how you respond for human design. Okay? So I'll repeat that again. Human design, you want to know your design type, your strategy, and how you respond in the world. So if you know those two or those two don't resonate, my third favorite is, is uh, Gene Keys. Gene Keys... That, to me, that's like looking at a crystal ball. Again, you're going to use your natal chart. Again, so the same information that you use for astrology and human design, you're going to use for gene keys, so your natal chart information. So that also uses astrology. It also uses, uses the I Ching. But what's different about human design, it's attached to the 64 genes of the DNA code. So each DNA code is like has a meaning to it. So there are 64 codes in our DNA as human beings. So it's it gets so deep so it'll tell you like your hologenetic profile based on the time when and where you were born again you don't have to do anything to do this this is already attached to you based on the planets science so you want to go in and look at your hologenetic profile and it's going to give you when you pull your chart that's also free as well it'll give you the four main things which is like your purpose like how you make money, like your love language and things like that. So it'll give you your main four to look into. I would encourage you, Gene Keys Resonates, buy the book. It's 20 bucks on Amazon or anywhere and locate all of your Gene Keys and all of the other ones that you are bonded to. Because when it's a DN when it's the DNA strand, it's all these different codes and they're bonded to other codes. So those would be the three. I know that was a lot, y'all. So if y'all got to run this podcast, <laughs> take note. the notebook comes in. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, this will change your life. This is what I do. This is like module two in my program with my women. Like we do deep self-discovery work and we work with all three. If it feels overwhelming for you not to want to do it on your own, there are readers for all of these things. You can hire someone and break down your chart for all of these. It's well worth the investment. I'll give you one more because this is going to be huge for actors. It was a game changer for me. Wealth dynamics, get your wealth dynamics profile done. And that is going to be a set of questions that you answer. And that shows you how you naturally make money. Game, game changer. It's got like this pyramid analogy. It works off the who, what, when, where, why, and how, and where you fall on that spectrum. So those would be the four. I would deep dive into self-discovery work because what you'll identify is what you naturally have a kinship to what you naturally already know about yourself. And it starts to give you permission. And then you start showing up different because you're anchored in who you are and not who you're trying to be. Just who you already naturally are. And it's just fun. Keep a little notebook. And every time you dive into a different part of it, write it down. It's an infinite wealth of information in any one of those. And it'll, you could do them and study them and break down your charts for a lifetime and you still will find and discover new things about yourself. So I would deep dive into doing some juicy self-discovery work. And those are my three to four favorites that I like to use. I also like to ask people, what is, what is success, struggling, resource, and grief look like to you? Because that's things that are going to tell you exactly where you fall short or uh, we've all been trying to be a star athlete in the brief Olympics, right? Nobody has a worse <laughs> than us. <laughs> 
I love that so The Brief much. Olympics. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my goodness. Nobody has it worse than us. It's like, woe is me. We've all been there. We've all done it. It's like, yeah, but like we've all been there. So I always ask folks, what does what does struggling look like to you? Not like what your struggle is right now. What does struggling look like to you? Because we would rattle off, oh, all my struggles, like, blah, 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 blah. And they left me and they don't talk to me, you know, and my Netflix bill went up. Like, we're not talking about, like, these menial struggles. We're talking about, like, what does struggling look like to you? What does grief look like to you? Because grief is huge. You could grieve people that are still here. You could grieve jobs that didn't work out, things you didn't get. What does that look like to you? What does resource look like to you? What are, how resourceful are you? What do you depend on to get things done? If it's outside of yourself and why? And then you have to ask yourself, what does success look like to you? Like, if, is success a material base, an emotional base, a mental base, or a physical base? Like, what does that mean to you? Because that's going to be, all of those are going to be how you approach that 30,000 feet to extreme close-up. That's going to be how you approach those things. So always, especially, and... I'm so glad that you brought up a lot of that self-discovery work because it keeps our, our, it keeps our attention on our own paper. Like we're always kind of like, you know, just kind of looking who's what on this paper. What you write? What you write? What you write? What you write? But we, we Never all that. do that. We're all like, I don't look at my paper. We're all in in that boat where we've all been like well we're, we're too busy looking over there that we don't realize what's up, what's on our plate and it's hard to get yourself out of that pocket when you don't know the reasons why you're you're stuck there because some people are legitimately stuck there and they just don't know why like some things just don't work out for you and you have to be willing to dissect and be uncomfortable to get that answer. And some folks don't want to be uncomfortable. It's like they don't want to look in the mirror, right? Um, and that's that's hard. It's hard to move forward if you cannot acknowledge. And self-discovery is going to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. It's going to hurt your feelings. Less. But you are going to be better for it. Yeah. Yeah, self-discovery will bitch slap you. Self-discovery oh, yeah. will bitch slap you. And it will also <laughs> light you up too. <laughs> Did she say we baby powder? I did. Like, oh, yes, I did. Yes. So try not to be a star athlete in the grief Olympics. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to not be on the struggle bus. But the self discovery, figuring out why you do the things you do and how you operate and how you approach, is literally going to be your star access for moving forward, and moving in a cleaner mental health space because then you won't. Be wondering why you feel that way. You're gonna know, yeah. And that's that's the challenge: knowing yourself. And again, to go full circle back to what Nicole said at the top of the hour: to your own self, be true. Right? That's how you're gonna get out of this out of this quagmire that we set ourselves in, especially in this industry. Yeah. And oh my gosh, to your point, Mo, you said something about like looking in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. Like some of us are so afraid to look in the mirror, and when you find yourself in that spot. I literally have a mirror exercise that's just like, will blow your mind. Mm -hmm. It's rooted in like the, um, the principles of Ho'oponopono. 
yes, yes, the Hawaiian. You have to spell it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't even. I don't know how to spell it. I can't spell it for y'all right now. I know how to do it, but I can't spell it. Yes, right. <laughs> oh, upon yeah, If you Google it, if you type in Hawaiian and just O M O P, it'll come up. Yep. It'll trust me. It'll come up. So I like to do this as a mirror exercise. So essentially, it's these statements that you're responding to. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Oh, shoot. I'm losing the last one. Mo, do you know it? Oh, man. I just told my no, client. I do it backwards. <laughs> it's thank you. I'm sorry. Oh, I love you. So thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Hmm. Just even, even if you just say that to yourself in the mirror over and over and over and over again, I, I would be hard pressed to believe that on the other side of that, some sort of breakthrough didn't happen. As you're looking in the mirror, I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Say that to yourself in the mirror. Because mm -hmm. you going to unpack some shit. <laughs> yes. Yes, especially in the I forgive you part. Oh, Listen. Yeah. Harry. Listen. <laughs> and the I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> we're, we're our own worst abuser, yeah. hands down. And a lot of it either comes from trauma or it comes from just recycled behavior or watching other people do that and thinking that that is the way that things are done. And, and especially to, you know, the people that have seen their parents or their guardians be workhorses. You just struggle and through it. And you just do it. Like, that's what you do. And we become those people that are just like, yeah, I have a job and then I work a night job and then I go to school and then I, but that's just like what you do. That's not balance. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here as thinking about that exercise that you just talked about and I'm seeing Issa Rae's show in my head when she was talking in the, in the mirror and, and she would start talking back. And and that's insecure, and that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. When you start, yeah. you know, when you start saying those things, then the, the one, the person in the mirror, gonna start talking back. You know, so mm -hmm. wow. But ladies and ladies, this has been absolutely amazing. So where can people find the both of you? Because first of all, if you are not following these two dynamic, phenomenal young ladies, something wrong with you. <laughs> so. Hit that follow button. But we forgive oh. you. We love you. We're sorry. We do. Right. No. Yeah. You, you're sorry. <laughs> where can people, where can guys find you? Where can people find the both of you? Go ahead, Nicole. Yeah. Um, everywhere. I'm so, my, my digital footprint is so ridiculous. I couldn't run a hide from nobody. <laughs> if you go to my Instagram, like we're all, we're on Instagram. That's the easiest place, right? Go and follow me on my website is there. Literally, my name on here is my actual name. If you Google me, all the things will, will pop up, all the things that I offer. So that's the easiest place to find me. You can, if you're a female, you can hop into one of my monthly full moon circles. I've got one next Saturday for the, the full moon that's coming up. So that's a way to connect as well. Get me in the DMs. I will respond, but the quickest, easiest way is there. Check out the website. And yeah, let's chop it up. I've got a lot of different 
places we can vibe and fit in. I got music, I got acting, I got, <laughs> I've got programs. I got a huge 10 day event coming up in May for women. It's called the Leading Lady Challenge. We're gonna work through like our self-sabotaging behavior so you can have that celebrity level confidence. I've got like 20 guest speakers coming on. And Mo, I actually wanna talk to you because I wanna bring you on as a guest speaker. <laughs> Oh hell yeah! I already, I already invited myself. So I'm just gonna be yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you on. So gonna be thank you for the introduction. Absolutely. Yes. yes, and learn about the goddess baths, y'all. Come through to the the full moon circles. Yes, so that's how you can find me. <laughs> well, I mostly do a lot of my work on Twitter. Instagram is is very. I'm not good at posting pictures. <laughs> So, but um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Momashati. It's just M-O-M-O-S-H-A-T-Y. You can find me uh, on Twitter where I have a lot of my screenwriting and my my uh, short form writing is always on there. I'm also part of Nick's Horror Collective. We're four women who are hoping to and helping to change the face of women working in genre and elevating women-led content. We just partnered with Stowe Story Labs to offer a fellowship to a woman writer over 40 working in genre because just because you are emerging does not mean you are young. So we are helping to take care of that. But also on my therapy side, I run uh, Zoom workshops. I do uh, Women And, which is classes for women and trauma, women and stress, women and societal expectations, and women and sexuality. So I'll always post those on my Twitter as well, which is where I do most of my work. And I'm already planning on stalking Nicole anyway. So it's going to be a great partnership. But also, yeah, if you have any questions about anything, you can always reach out to me uh, via Twitter. You can reach out to me via Instagram. It's still M-O-M-O-S-H-A-T-Y because I'm not creative in that aspect of making up a weird name. A machete's weird enough. But um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. So hopefully we'll link up soon. And Floyd, thank you so much for having me on and introducing Ooh. me. Well, I had so much fun today. This has been great. I, I'm just listening to everything that you ran down, and I'm so like, how the hell am I her mentor? Because <laughs> I met Mo through Women Great. of Color Unite. Start with eight. She's one of my mentees. Yes, yes. So yes. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure that out. Shit, maybe you need to mentor <laughs> me. I'm trying to figure that out. But again, ladies, this was amazing, Nicole. It was so good having you on again. You're definitely going to have to come back because I definitely want to do a deep dive into you know those four the four pillars i definitely want to do a deep dive into that because again and mo you definitely have to come back because uh there was there was actually supposed to be another gentleman on with us um a doctor but uh, he had some some conflicts so he couldn't come on tonight so mm -hmm. we're definitely going to have to do this again because this is something that really needs to be unpacked because you have so many people in this industry that, that are struggling, they're struggling and they're suffering in silence. And I'll just share this. Years ago, there was this episode of being Mary Jane and her, when her friend committed suicide and the scene, Mary Jane was at the funeral and she said, how are you doing? And everybody was like, and she said, no, how are you doing? And so often when we ask someone that question, we're just ready for the quick response. Mm -hmm. You're not really wondering, how are you? And then for such a beautiful young lady to take her own life, to, to jump off a 30-story building, and she looked like she had it all. And then you hear that. So we talk about study the craft, get your headshots do this, do that. But who's talking about work on you? 
work on you. You're doing all of that. Oh, yeah, these two are. That's why you need to be following them. <laughs> and I was just about to tell you, too, Please. just for a plug, we are repurposing our podcast. I have another fellow filmmaker that I have a podcast with. It was called Nick's at Night. And it was very much geared towards talking about industry things and every so often we would talk about wellness in the mm -hmm. industry and those were our most listened to and so we are now rebranding relaunching fingers crossed with essence we're working with them right now we're hoping that they bring us on it looks like we might have our own room at essence fest to do the relaunch so send prayers up for us we've both been hosts for essence in the past and for us to have our own room together to relaunch the podcast would just be i just and know we're that from I, new yeah. orleans originally so it would just be all the things to like go back for that but we renamed it to the wellness podcast and essentially we're going to be bringing in we're going to be talking about all things wellness i'm going to be bringing in experts and so mo i would love to have you on that float i'd love to have you on okay. as Please. well as guests and we're also going to be talking to other people in the entertainment industry who have gone through struggles and how did they work through it so we'll be talking to the people and we'll be talking to the experts but it's all about like how do we stay in this mindset routine like how do we work through the wellness part of this industry and so it's coming because we saw the need as well and that's what our mostly highly rated episodes were with the ones we talked about wellness and mental health so we're completely rebranding it now it's no longer going to be nicks at night the podcast is going to be the well nicks because we're both named nicole so the nicks cool. so the well nicks and mo, <laughs> mo what was your podcast again can My you can podcast you let the yeah, it's called Between the Bannisters. It's on Apple Podcasts. And it's a podcast uh, with the creatives just discussing movies that have shaped them. So we've, we we get so much from media as to how the world operates and how what scares us and, and what we love and what we carry. And I talked to a bunch of creatives, actors, directors, producers, writers, about what movie or TV show helped to shape them. And we've done everything from, like, fame to, like, Penny Dreadful to labyrinth to Jurassic Park like we've done we've done it all and we I really love that because it's easy to be like oh, I just love I love that movie just because I love it so you know I, I just think it's great but when you get to brass tacks and you you realize people are like I love this movie because it taught me but like found family is or it taught me to not be afraid it taught me to go for things it taught me to respect my journey it taught me to and you get into these pieces where you're really doing more of a character study on the creative through the medium of film and television, which is excellent for me because it's the meeting of both of my favorite worlds, which is like character dissection on the human spirit and media. So yeah, it's called Between the Banisters and it's on Apple Podcasts. So awesome, 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 awesome. Can I come on that podcast? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm coming too. <laughs> Yes, hi, please. <laughs> I'm yes. coming too. Okay, so Mo and I are officially stalking each other. We'll be yes. in each other's DMs like super, super, yes. super quick. And that is a beautiful thing. I love making connections. Yes. <laughs> Girls, ladies, friends, this has been amazing. This has been awesome. We are definitely going to do this again. I think, you know what? I think this is something we're going to do every other month because I, I really think this is something that's needed. People need a, a landing page where they can just, you know, unwind. And I think in the future, we're going to start, we're going to start taking questions from the audience. And, you know, if, if someone is, is dealing with something, and I am not a trained therapist, so I'll, I'll just, you know, 
give you things based on, on my opinion and some of the things that I've actually dealt with over the years in this industry. But, you know, we're going to we're going to we're going to um, we're going to we're going to do this uh, again. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here and spending the last hour and a half of your time. I truly hope that you've uh, learned something, that you've taken something away from this that you can immediately start incorporating into your life. It is so important to maintain your physical and your mental health. And let me say this before we close. If you have to walk away from this shit to maintain your sanity, walk away because guess what? It ain't going nowhere. I walked away for an entire year and guess what? When I came back, it was still here. So if you have to take a step back to maintain your sanity, do that. And if you're dealing with management or agents telling you otherwise, back away and cut them the fuck off because your health is more important than any role. You can always get another role. Those are, they're out there. Just look on backstage. They're out there everywhere, but I'm off my soapbox. But again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining myself, Mo and Nicole on a conversation with, and I'm going to close it like I always do. Love this like a hobby, but treat it like a business. And on that note, everyone, have an absolutely amazing night. And ladies, I'll be seeing you guys soon. Take care, everyone. Have a phenomenal night. Bye-bye.